Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly on this Sunday after a very wet day there at uh, Royal Ramwick, the already soaking race tracks, the waterlogged race tracks uh, were just topped up yesterday after the official track rating at six o'clock in the morning. We got two downgrades uh, before the first, no, one before the first and then one straight after the first and then finally we got down to a heavy 10. Mother Nature was there yesterday at her brilliant best and it did it did cause havoc. It did. The right horses won. We had, you know, obviously the Ozaki and Eduardo results were yep. very popular results, but the wet tracks had just about worn me down, honestly. I read it wrong. I thought it might be down the outside there yesterday, which you can get it wrong in this business. That's what they say. That's racing. But um, we're going to be careful. And the, the, we can't be having race meetings like this with rails out that far. I, don't, I know we've got big meetings every week, but it's just not fair. We're going to lose horses. We're going to lose horses to Melbourne. Whether you're these back markers, if we keep bringing these rails out, and I'm just on my high horse because not many horses had a chance here yesterday. Um, you know, a lot of people read the play saying, OK, they, they found the winners because they knew they were, where they were going to be. But that's not good racing. We saw it at Rose Hill a couple of weeks ago. Now we've got it at Ramwick. Um, I know we weren't lucky with the rain on the morning, but let's face it, we had eight mils from nine o'clock till the first race, and we hardly got a mill after that. It was just drizzling stuff. So uh, we've got problems. We've got problems, and I think we've got to address them. Mm. One, uh, I spoke to one leading jockey walking out yesterday, and he brought up that old argument, why do we move the rail? Now, oh, don't start me. I'll bring my cement bag in. Well, every, the majority of participants will say, leave the rail where it is in the true. Just leave it where it is. But you speak to every track manager in the world and they will want the movable rail. Yeah, well, they, it makes their job easier. It makes a beautiful track where it looks good. Mm. Still going to play well. Mm. And it doesn't. Mm. We need those headline horses to stay here in Sydney too to bring people to the races. You can see everyone getting out on the fence for Eddie and Zaki. It, yep. it brings people to the races, those headline horses, and if we lose them to Melbourne then we're in strike. Mm. Well at this stage, uh, coming up in a fortnight, we'll get to Rose Hill next Saturday in a moment, but coming up in the next fortnight, we are waiting for the clash between Animo and Zaki and the George Main. At this stage, both James Cummings and Annabelle Neesham have said that's where they, they are heading. So we are going to get a clash of Animo and Zaki in that race? Well, who's going to ride them? Uh, that is the next question. He has to be in the squeeze box now, mm. McDonald. What a wonderful position to be That's in. Not, it may be a wonderful well, position. What, what, it's, what? it's not a wonderful position. You know, Why not? You, you get to choose between Animo and Zaki. Yeah, there are people who can't get on those horses and he gets the choice. There's two very high profile stables, the coming stable and the emerging Nisham stable with their high profile owners. and. You disappoint people and they, they hold grudges. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, I say he's in a wonderful position. It, it, you may think it's a wonderful position, it is, but it's a stressful position for him to be in now, I say. Oh, poor James. Poor James. Poor James. <laughs> I feel so sorry. Now you're going to make me cry. What is he going to do? Oh, James, James, you've got a choice between okay. Animo and Zaki, two of the best horses in the car. What can you do? Does it come down to... James saying, okay, where are we going to have the rail for the George Mates? <laughs> You'll have to wait. Yes. If you've got the rail out seven metres, I'm riding Zaki. Yes. <laughs> if, if it's normal, I will, I'll probably ride Adamo. Right, Adamo. Yes. And then uh, you're going to have the shorts. So mm -hmm. Eduardo's going to be there, but then throw in Nature Strip, 
lost and running, classic legend. Every horse that's got a slot in the Everest, plus ones that want to be there, this shorts is going to be what they call a mini Everest. Yep. Yep. And that's coming up in a fortnight. Yep. We've got Rose Hill to get through uh, first. Concord Stakes. Well, here's uh, talking about riding engagements. Who's going to ride Eduardo at his next start? Because Nash Ruella, who was on board yesterday, winning the Concord Stakes brilliantly on Eduardo, he's now suspended. So he can't ride Eduardo in the shorts. Joe Pride hasn't made up his mind. He'll do that closer to the date. He's probably got an idea in his mind right now, but he's keeping his cards close to his chest. Look at him go. Yeah, look, what a ripper he is. Uh, an absolute ripper. And he, he, you know, he rode the speed here and he accelerated, you know. So he left them no hope. A great return. He's been beautifully handled. Um, and just uh, the market really took him on late here. They, they, they were thinking... Why? I, I don't know. I, I could understand. I was worried that these two would get at each other a bit early. And I, I was thinking early on when I was doing tips that... Oh, he's got to be a shitting shop for the swoopers. But as the day went on, he should have got shorter. Yeah. Because that was the way the track was playing, up and in. And that was proven there. Um, what do you want to say about the beaten brigade? I don't know. He, he just demoralised them. Mm. I thought Ethelric was good and handled the truth. Well, he's got enormous in the best part of the track. Mm. Do we get carried away and how do we rate him? I don't know. But he certainly put his hand up for the Kosciuszko, that's for sure. My only query with Eddie's win, and not to knock it by any means because it was enormous, was what did he beat? That was my only question mm. at, the, at the end of that race. Yep, yeah, uh, but he did beat them well and he did have 60 and a half kilos. Yeah. And he did run fast time, actually, compared yeah. to, well... To, for considering what happened on the yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Pride said in the pre-race, I said, what are you going to do with the Malkovich situation? He said, it was almost like we're going to ignore him because we don't feel like he's the horse to beat. Yep. And if we don't feel that way, why let a horse like him bring us undone? No, Just fair enough. leave him alone and we'll ride our race. Yep. Which happened. Yeah, yeah, Which for happened. sure. Yeah. He's, um, he's just brilliant, Eduardo. He's a very popular horse. He's got a slot for Yulong in the Everest and it's full steam ahead. It's irrelevant his age because the amount of starts he's had. Malkovich is a, is a, I think he's a four or five year old. He's had 24 starts. Michael's had 27. So forget, forget the, forget the age. He's a, he's an amazing athlete, and uh, you saw it again there today. Testing conditions first up, and you know, he's taken on a bunch of horses who were sort of lauded to be you know on the way up. But, um, but for a horse to beat this horse, they've, they've got to, they've got to be at that grade. And, and um, for up and comes, it's very hard to get to where he, him and Nature Strip are. He hasn't travelled as well as that for a long time. He really had the had the bit right up in his mouth, and um, just you just want to show who was boss. I think you know more than anything. Yeah, uh, and he's done exactly that. It was, it was very pleasing to see him come back so well. You know, look. Um, he knows now what his job's about. Like he, he didn't impress me in his last trial. I, I was a little bit concerned, but um, Joe was very, very sure. He, you know, he was right on track, and the improvement to when I rode him in the trial today was quite unbelievable. How much more is left in him? How much more improvement? Well, th there is improvement left in him. Um, to be fair, couldn't have went much better than what he did today, but. Uh, Look, there's definitely improvement, and um, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, well, look, Joe's just working out perfectly now. He knows when he needs to run, when he, when he can't sort of have a run, you know, and he'll have him spot on for the big day. Hugh Bowman of Thelric. Uh, lovely return from him, and he's on track for a good trip prep. Tyler Schiller, handle the truth. He was enormous today. Um, he's not a thousand metre horse, and he's flown through the line there. James McDonald. 
Yeah, really good run. He's boxed on well. He probably just peaked on the line, just very testing ground, so he's entitled to Rachel King-Malkovich? Uh, really super run. Like he hates that wet track, um, but a good first up effort. Tim Clark, Zapatea? Yeah, she had a beautiful run tracking the winner. Just on that ground, she just wasn't able to sort of use her turn of foot. Jason Collett, Shelby, 66? Need, needed the run. Tommy Berry rocketing by? Struggled in the ground. OK, there's uh, the beaten jockeys for the Concord Stakes. Joe was on radio this morning. I, I was interested the way he explained the horse and someone said, oh, you know, he, he's, he's a rising 10-year-old and, you know, how long you keep this horse? He says, he's like, a, if you buy a car, it's 10-year-old and you leave it in the garage. <laughs> it's still only done 2,000. It's going to be like new. <laughs> so he hasn't done too many Ks in his life at these short courses. Exactly. Only 27 runs and, and over a sprinting. I thought he explained it very well. He believes, Joe truly believes, this horse could run in another two or three Everest until he's forced to retire at the mandatory retirement age. Well, maybe they change the rules. They, they make these trainers, force these trainers to retire in Hong Kong. Mm. So, but they change, they can change rules because they do, they have been changing. Because Joe could make a case if he gets to a 13-year-old and say, look, look, he's been in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had him out much. He's been well looked after. Yeah. He gets a grease and oil change every, every <laughs> service, and he's ready to go. He's a happy horse. He still loves his racing. He loves his racing. He loves his racing. He gets to the line, and he loves his racing. Loves his racing. <laughs> uh, now, Keith Dryden uh, has got Handle the Truth ticking over nicely. Just going back, he, he's going to line up in his fourth Kosciuszko. He won it in 2019. He ran a fourth in 2020, and then he staged that wonderful battle up the straight with Art Cadeau last year to run to run second. And it was last year that Keith used the Concord into the shorts, uh, into the Kosciuszko. Here he was with Greg Pritchard after the race. Keith Dryden, tremendous run by Handle the Truth for third. Were you expecting it to run that well? Oh, I thought he'd run well. I, you know, if we ran a place, I was going to be ecstatic, and I think I am. I thought if I could get with about four and a half to five of them, the first three horses, we were going okay. So, but he's only had the one barrier trial. Last year, I went into it with two trials and uh, two jump outs first up. So, uh, Tyler just said, look, there's a fair bit of improvement yet to come. So, I'm really happy where we're at at this stage. What's the next run? Uh, I haven't made my mind up. It might come to the shorts, or it'll be the benchmark 94 a week later. And I'll probably have to claim on him in that race, but we'll just see. OK, so that's where uh, Handle the Truth is going. And we've got the Kosciuszko tickets uh, on sale until Wednesday midnight and the draw on Friday. So we are going to know by the end of the week who are the first horses picked in this Kosciuszko. But the tickets on sale until Wednesday night at midnight and then a couple of days later the draw, which will broadcast live here on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Uh, let's go to the uh, trial at the end of last week at Canterbury. This was uh, star-studded. Uh, overpass, Nature Strip, the grey classic legend, lost and running, all turned up at the trials. Yeah, it's mouth-watering, isn't it? Um, he's ready to make a statement, Overpass. He wound up for his first up run. He was just beautiful, wasn't he, the, the champ? Um, just like a rocking horse there. Uh, just in his, he knows it's trial day and he's, 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 he never used to. He used to rip and tear, but he's really matured now, hasn't he? Yeah, I think we've almost, you almost forget that because we've seen him now as such a mature horse. We forget what he used to be like in the trials and he's just so settled and he was when he travelled at Royal Ascot. When he walked in the yard, it was the quietest I'd seen him. He's just a mature horse all round. I remember a couple of years ago, we were saying, 
Chris Waller's good, but he'll never fix this horse's mm. racing pattern. He'll never, ever get him to settle because he used to just jump and make a fool of him every time. He just bolted and yep. you'd think you got him in the trials, but he's, he's just so aggressive. But he's come round. Mm. He's come round, I must say. Classic Legend was good there mm. and Lost and Running was great as well. So game on, game on. Well, well Bjorn Baker, he's, uh, he's desperate to get overpass into the Everest. His D-Day will come in the shorts and how he measures up with these great sprinters in this big lead up to the Everest. Bjorn Baker, what do you make of the trial of Overpass? Did what he had to do? Yeah, he's going really well. It's hard. Uh, you're up against some good horses, and I thought he was probably soft on the line. He had a really good look around. As much as anything, Rachel was happy with him. That's the main thing. So you still just hang in there with the Everest? Yeah, I think so. We'll go to the shorts. He's, he's obviously going to have to perform well there in, in what's going to be a super, super strong race. Shades of Rose won six out of eight. It won through the grades in recent weeks, and it's going up to the Group D, the Scirocco. How will it fare? Yeah, well, she's just kept raising the bar and stepping up and, and doing it well. So up to Group 2 level is another big jump. Um, but she seems great. She's come through that run really well. Couldn't be happier. And prime candidate, one of your veterans in the Theomar? Yeah, he's probably going as good as ever. I thought his run last time was outstanding and uh, he, that race probably suits him. Hopefully the weather stays good. Well, talking of clashes, uh, and we're hoping we'll see them on Saturday, next Saturday at Rose Hill. Shades of Rose that Bjorn spoke to and she's likely to clash with Espiona in the Scirocco. Yeah, well, that'll look forward be, to that. Look, very much look forward to that. John O'Shea's got Zoo Tiger heading to uh, Rose Hill next Saturday, and he also comments here on Lost and Running's trial. John O'Shea, you've got Zoo Tiger going to the Ming Dynasty next week. Broke his maiden status last start. Yeah, no, we're really happy with him. He's a cult that we've sort of identified as possible participant in some nice races during the spring, and thus far he hasn't disappointed us. Uh, obviously, he's got to make the transition to stakes grade, but. Um, he's got a good racing pattern, he's a big strong brute of a fella and uh, seems to cope with the pressure so far. And he raced three times and you see an improvement each time? Yeah, oh, look, it just needed a bit of maturity. Um, he, the fact that we got a couple of runs into him too, no doubt seasoned him up, uh, albeit he probably, you know, the, the tracks weren't suitable to him. So he got on a decent sized track the other day and it reacted really well. So, you know, getting to Rose Hill, his pattern, like I say, his pattern of racing is suited at Rose Hill. And, um, you know, he gets a lovely wait to find out if he's going to be competitive at that level. And lost and running, got home late for fourth in that star-studded trial. Dare I say exactly what you were looking for? Yeah, no, particularly on the ground. You know, the ground was really testing ground and uh, it's nice for him to have a day out and blow out a few cobwebs but not overdo it. Uh, he's got a long campaign ahead of him and um, we think he's on song. We hope this ground sort of improves a bit before we get to the shorts. Otherwise, he, you know, we won't be running him, but ideally we're, there's, the horse has made good improvements since last season, and we're looking forward to running him. OK, Nature Strip's favourite. He's going to be favourite for a long time, mm. uh, right up until uh, the race itself. How short can he get? I mean, if he came out and blew them away in the shorts, he's obviously going to be shorter than $2.80. Uh, Eduardo trimmed up to $8, Mazu, another one going to the shorts, Classic Legend. On Tuesday night on Trek to the Everest, we'll play you a chat with uh, Les Bridge. Greg Pritchard went to the stables and caught up with the grey and Les. So that's coming up on Tuesday night, and you've got Lost and Running and Mask Crusader. Now, the others, uh, Snap Dancers waiting in the wings, and what about this horse, Rothfire, yesterday at Mooney Valley, uh, the Queenslander. The pride of Queensland, Rothfire, who has been picked for two Everests previously, but has never lined up in the race due to injury. He's back. He's back first up yesterday in the McEwen. Yeah, what's what a story. He's hiccup. He's had his hiccups, but his talent is unquestionable. No question about his talent. 
and that's a great return um, to beat well, the Queenslanders. Have had a decent month or so in Queensland. They were in Melbourne. They've won uh, every Saturday. I think they've yeah. won a feature race. Uncommon James and, and the Quinella there. Yeah, and a, a couple last week or yeah. a couple in between. Yeah. Shooting for goal with O'Day and Hoisted yeah. again. They've had they've. Well, unfortunately, they've lost Uncommon James, but because he's out with injury. But mm. the other one, yeah, shooting, shooting for goal, yeah. Yeah, I think Rothfire's a big watch next start. If he can put a couple together, um, he's in contention again. You'd hate to mention the word Everest to Rob Heathcote. He's no. just got nightmares about yeah, yeah, yeah. about the race. Um, let's go to the tramway. Zaki, this is this is James McDonald's big dilemma coming up. It he's, is. He's the front-running champ, Zaki, who was always in control. Yeah, he was. He, he just floated at stages through this race, which he can do, and I thought, oh, well, what's going on here? But what I loved, I loved this win more than a lot. Look, look at him when he pulls the width through the other hand, and I think Zaki's having a lend of him, and he hasn't give him, he's, that's the first one you give him there around the tail, and he lengthens, and, and, he, and he starts to concentrate, and, and when he does just flick, flick, flick here, he's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. We've got to realise this race was 1,400 metres, and it was, a, it was a little query on him being so sharp because he's, he's had a, a good grounding and when these horses have a good grounding they can lose that little bit of a sprinting edge. <coughs> he was more forward than I've, I've seen him ever when he's returned and I think Annabelle knew that as well. He was absolutely bouncing out of his skin out the back and, and looked ready to win first up. Yep. He's been ready to go for a month, hasn't yeah. he? He has, yeah. he has. So, um, I want to be very forgiving for Profondo considering circumstances on the wet and we, he was a question mark. We don't know if he just doesn't handle the wet, but he still went okay. Converges is the one that the jury's out on. Um, we want to have another look at him and run a better race and probably the patterns against, you know, the back marker like Ice Bath there. It was run of the day though, well, one of the runs of the day, Ice Bath, when I sort of went back and watched. Yeah, it was a good run. Ran on. Yeah. It was a good run, but that's her, that's her strength, those real heavy tracks. Yeah. We've seen that in the past. She's won an invitation, a $2 million invitation. She's been placed in a golden rose and she's also been placed in 11, 11 group races. Yeah, well, that's where she got more than four million in the bank. Exactly. <laughs> Once again, don't feel sorry for Ice Bath. Uh, here is Annabelle Neesham. He had to start somewhere, and I, I said to James, just look after him. And it just the way the race slightly fell away, just in size, of, in terms of numbers, it probably took a little bit of pressure out of the race. And um, lovely ride by James. Um, and he, yeah, it's funny. I, when I bought him, I, I think I remember saying before the Queen Elizabeth, they said he doesn't like the wet ground, but probably got a bit of confidence that wet, that day that he's very versatile. And um, look, he's he's run quite soft in the end. Did you have a think about it during the day, whether to run him or not? Did that go through your mind after after the track got worse? It's going through my right, mind right until the until the gates opened. But um, look, he's he's very forward. I know he's first up, and he, you know, he's obviously going to improve again from this. But he's a sort of horse that he's a strong traveller, and I think it helps the you know horses that travel strongly in the bridle like he does. It does help them get through the ground. So um, yeah. Good job and onwards and upwards. Annabelle's pumped the work into him. He, he had a trial and then four or five days later he was there for an exhibition gallop. He's, he's kept the work up to him. Yeah, he had to use all of his ability today to get through that track. And um, obviously the, the the rails helped them in terms of leaders. So he's um, he's done a really good job to at the furlong kick away and uh, there were some good horses chasing him. Do you always feel like you were the winner? Um, not really. He was idling a fair way from home, but he can do that once he's out in front. But, and that's where the best time he switches off. But he, he's a horse that just finds under pressure, and that's why he's so good. But he's, um, I couldn't say it was his favourite route. 
Karen McAvoy, Ice Bath. That was a pleasing run. She, she got back. It's been hard to make ground today, but natural pattern seeing her back, back, <coughs> excuse me, back there and asked her to pick up, and she's finished off very well. So you know, she's going to get more progression out of that run into, into third and fourth up. She's going well. Regan Bayless, Nimalee. Yeah, brilliant performance. Look for her sort of third, fourth up in the preparation. That's when she'll be hitting her straps. Brendan Avdala Profondo. Yeah, no, I'm really happy the way he's going. He's um, handled himself really well. And as soon as the, you know, the speed came into the race on the bend, he just couldn't go on the ground. So uh, I'm happy the way he's going. OK, well, Animo, 2.30 in the George Mains, Arky 3.50. Let's hope we do get that clash in that big race. Here's uh, Brad Whittup talking about Ice Bath. Brad Wood of Ice Bath, another tremendous run getting home late for second. Yeah, it was a fantastic effort. Look, she's in uh, good order and, you know, you're happy to see a run like that moving forward. You'd love to see her turn just four or five of these big race seconds and thirds into wins, wouldn't you? Yeah, look, it is, it is a bit frustrating, but, um, you know, surely her turn's got to come. You know, our job's just to keep her right and, you know, keep um, aiming up. But, uh, look, she's fantastic and, you know, like I said, another top run. I guess the bottom line doesn't look too bad with the second prize, meaning it takes it over 4.3 million. Yeah, look, she's been a great money spinner, but uh, look, obviously for her, I'd love to get a bit of black type. Um, but you look like this, I'm sure it'll come, but we've just got to wait, I suppose. So what's next? Uh, look, I'll either go two weeks in the Tibby or go three weeks in the Golden Pendant and then back, in, back up in the Epson. So, I mean, the Epson's the main target. She's got 52 or should have around that, maybe 51 and a half now, but uh, anyway, we'll um, see what happens. Matt Smith, another tremendous run by your mare. Uh, yeah, really good to see her bounce back today. Um, just weren't 100% happy with the first up run, so we, we've given her the four weeks between runs and today she bounced back. Good effort. Uh, you know, uh, he's hard to beat Zaki, so uh, uh, we gave it a shot and uh, she'll just improve into the preparation. She gets a bit fitter and over a bit further. What will you do with her now? Uh, look, she... She'll end up probably in the Epsom, but she'll have a run between them, uh, between now and then, probably over a mile um, in between. So, um, yeah, we'll see how she pulls up, but most likely another 1600 then onto the Epsom. Okay, so that's a look at the Concorde and also the uh, tramway. When we come back, Gay and Adrian's big day out, winning the Furious and also the Chelmsford. trying to get to him. Father's Day going after Galifianakis. They're having a good battle. Father's Day runs out but hits the lead. And Father's Day has worn down Galifianakis to win. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Bjorn Baker, when I did a pre-race interview with him during the day and we were going through all his chances, he said, oh, but don't forget Father's Day at Hawkesbury. It's the, it's the topical tip of the weekend. And it got the money. Yep, and happy Father's Day. All the fathers out there watching this morning. Here's North Star Lass and the Furious, three-year-old filly, second leg of the Dali Princess series. When we pick them up, North Star Lass and Moringa Beast are about to stage a big struggle down the home straight. Yeah, we're, we're, we're confident we're going to learn more, uh, we'll get more answers out of these three-year-old fillies uh, yesterday. I'm not sure we did. We, uh, the one we most wanted to see in secret had to be scratched because of the pattern and probably the, a little bit too much rain. Uh, but I was waiting for this filly third up at the 1400 North Star Lass, but she, it was a really good, tough fighting win from her. Willinga Beast, I suppose, I, probably there was an opportunity to, for her to probably even clear that filly if she wanted to, so I don't know if that made a difference, but 
Uh, she didn't throw it away at all. And then you just got to be forgiving, uh, don't you? And I thought She's Extreme was one of the better runs of the day. Yeah, she, so did I. Worst part of the track closed off really well. I wanted to see how she'd come back and obviously not ideal circumstances resuming on this heavy track, but I thought she ran an enormous race. Yeah, and she should come on from that as mm -hmm. well, you know, like she's um, only had the one trial yep. uh, leading into that. So I, I'd say, and you'd have to give Paris Door another chance as well, considering cir circumstances resuming on a track like that, you know, yeah. the Snowdens would be pulling their hair out, why don't we run in a race like, mm. you know, on a, in conditions like that, yeah. but she looked pretty forward. Uh, so uh, the answer, I don't know, we might have to wait two more weeks again. Yeah, T-Race 1400. Mm and then to the flight. It's uh, so awkward for In Secret where she goes to now, because she looks more of the sprinting type. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, she might have to be second up 1,400 metres. So are they chasing their tail now? And we, we know that she's going to bloom a little bit off that first up run. So we're, we're in two minds with a lot of these fillies. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Tim Clark. Pleased with how she performed first up um, two weeks ago off. Probably not the best trial, so she's, it's one of those fillies that I think that saves her best for race day and look, um, just had to sort of work from the inside draw to hold my position and you know we paired off a fair way from home myself and Huey and yeah, had a real real battle all the way down the straight and I think that um, my filly, she's going to be better over seven and, and a mile and Huey's pro filly's probably a real sharp six furlong horse and yeah, that last hundred, that toughness really shone through, and no, she's she's a very brave filly, and you know once she gets to the 14 and the mile of the, the other two races of the Princess Series, she's going to be even better better suited. Hugh Bowman, Willinga Beast, um, beaten in a narrow margin, but really, really gained effort. Very proud of her. Tommy Berry, she's extreme. Yeah, look, we had of the opinion we we're going to be a bit closer, but everyone sort of had that same opinion as well. So we just rode her for, for luck along the fence. She she came out, made a run, but. For her to make up that ground on that track and down that part of the track, she's won extremely well. Brisbane Abdullah, Paris Dior. Yeah, she ran well. Um, the ground's probably too deep for her. Uh, I don't know if she's won really wet ground, but she just struggled a bit and survival of the fittest today being first up. Jay Ford, Modern Pottery. Yeah, she went well. Um, obviously very testing conditions today. She probably appreciates stepping up in trip. Tom Sherry, Seven Vales. Yeah, ran well. Just um, maybe step up in trip and a softer gate. Regan Bayless, Russian Conquest. Yeah, she ran super. We know that she's not as effective on that, that heavy ground, but to her testament, she still wanted to find the line. Rachel King, Wingardium. I just didn't handle that heavy track. OK, here's the flight stage. We've got the T-Rose before that, uh, but she's extreme at the top of the market in front of Paris Dior. She's a belter which was withdrawn on the morning of the race uh, of the Furious. She was scratched at scratching time and in secret was the late scratching as the track was uh, downgraded. Uh, Anthony Cummings with She's Extreme. Anthony Cummings, She's Extreme, getting home late for third. Probably the sort of run you were looking for. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Um, you know, had ideas of, of hopefully sitting a bit closer given the way the races played uh, earlier in the day. But um, Tommy made the right decision. Everything was kicking up inside. He just brought her back, rode, rode her patiently, and she hit the line really well. And one of the few on the day so far to be able to do that. What's next? Uh, it goes to the Golden Rose in three weeks' time, uh, and that's at Rose Hill. And so that, after today, that's probably not a bad idea. Uh, but all in all, she's come back as, as well as we would have hoped. Uh, she'll take good improvement out of today. The 1400 next time will really suit her. Uh, and yeah, just looking forward to it. Okay, she's the equal second favourite. Mm. Philly, the Melbourne Galloper Jack and O, Philly, 
Then you've got Nichino, the Queenslander, Sajard and Mr Bordeaux Conqueror in secret. We'll get to see Sajard and Fireburn next week. Yes, and really keen to see both of those uh, come back. Mm. Uh, so. Um, I wonder yeah. whether Sajardin's come back a bit better than Fireburn. I know Fireburn's always playing in her trials and uh, her work at home, but I just think Sajardin could be the one who's taken yeah, the most improvement. Get him. Yeah, okay. And I like him. I think um, she's just impossible one. to read the other filly. Yeah, How yeah. can you approach yeah, her? You, you yeah. just you just got to let her tell you. So she's going to be hard to line up there and yeah. put your hand in your pocket and back first up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, now scratchings in the Chelmsford. Mawanga came out. Great House came out, and Modophilia was scratched. Knight's order went to the front and wins the Chelmsford once again for Gay and Adrian. And another perfect front running ride by Tim Clark, I must say. The, the closer we got to this race, the better chance he got from you know, two days out, this horse. So he's, I think he opened in $51 on, um, on Wednesday. Obviously those high profile scratchings. But he's a beauty. To resume from a Sydney Cup to win this, is, is an excellent performance and um, just style, fitness, pattern, it's, it's all about you know the way they train their horses isn't it and then they get you win more races than you lose with a racing style like that. It was great, Numerian I reckon he's got some improvement up the sleeve. Um, no compromise, he's just a very good honest horse. This is the run of the day by a long, 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 long way. Benno. Little Benno. That's twice now, so that's good. He's had two big runs, and he is right on target for what's lo looking to be a very, very good Metropolitan. Yep. John O'Shea said he's a very happy horse. He's a very happy horse. I think he's a very happy trainer. And he's a very happy yeah. trainer. <laughs> not often he is. He no, not often. No, he can't be grumpy. Because he's, he's got such a good stable. He won the last, which we'll get to in a moment, but here's Tim Clark with Knight's Order. He performed really well first up last prep, obviously at 10 furlongs, but obviously the, um, the, the track conditions getting worse um, throughout the day really played into his favour. He loves them conditions. He, um, you know, he didn't have a taxing campaign last prep, I think he only had the four runs and obviously went out on high and he's returning in really good order. Did you, were there any plans just to go out, bowl along and hopefully get that kick? Yeah, well there was obviously a lot of other stays sort of resuming or very early in their preps and um, you know, it looked a race to where he could probably work forward and work across from that drawer and, and take it up and it's been advantageous today and, and he did the rest. It's, it helps when they're gay Adrians and they're tough. Yeah, that's right. He, um, he gets himself pretty fit and he was very forward coming today. He's obviously got some, um, some lofty goals later on in his, his campaign and, and that's a good start to his prep. Tommy Berry, New Marion. Yeah, no, really happy with his efforts today. Uh, he's come back a better horse than he was last prep and he's in for a very big spring. Yeah, really good. Um, obviously, at wait for age, he stuck to his guns really bravely. Willie Pike Benno? Yeah, he ran really well. James McDonald, Shawfire? Yeah, good run. He didn't handle the conditions at all. Sam Cliverton, Stockman? Terrific run going forward. Uh, he's right on track. Hugh Bowman, Allegron? Allegron raced well today on very testing surface. First up mile, I couldn't be happier. Regan Bayless, Cucaracha? Yeah, he's come back in good order. He lacked the turn of foot at the top of the straight, but happy the way he really sort of grinded through the line. Kara McAvoy, Crystal Pegasus. Yeah, he started back well there. He, he just wasn't able to quicken in that really heavy ground, but starting point for him, he'll go out further and trip and be competitive. Yep. Josh Parr on Tont? No, he um, he struggled in the conditions as, he's, as his form would suggest he would have. OK, we spoke about Handle the Truth earlier in the show. When we come back after this break, more Kosciuszko news. We'll have some beautiful footage of Art Cadeau working on the beach. And a three-year-old filly put a hand up to maybe get a run in the $2 million Kosciuszko on Everest Day. 
be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. Uh, Terry Robinson works his horses in paradise. Ah. Look at Art Cadeau, last year's Cosy Oscar winner on Seven Mile Beach down on the south coast of New South Wales. Isn't I, it magnificent? I could have a ride on him. In could the, you? <laughs> I, I could do that. You could have a ride on him? Yeah, I'd just... Down the, just well, in a straight he line. He could take me. Look at this. This is uh, in the morning, takes them down to the beach, and is there, is there a better way to spend the morning for a horse ah. than galloping? And, and having a good gallop too. Mm. Yeah. Who needs racetracks? Exactly. Jeez. That's a great shot, isn't it? Well, Lost and Running was being pre-trained up north too, wasn't yeah, he, before he came in? And I know John that, said yeah, he was... Um, it's made, made quite a difference to how he's come back in. That yeah. race last year of Arcado and Handle the Truth in the Cosy Osco down the straight, when, when they were both lifting, mm -hmm. that was one of the highlights of the 12 months. Yeah, that yeah. was a great race, and that brought the crowd to its feet. Mm. Remember, going into the Everest last year, there was no guarantee that we were going to get a, a crowd. Mm -hmm. I think we had a, a limit of we two were, or 3,000, yeah. mm -hmm. and then... A, a day before, <laughs> I said you can have 11. <laughs> it was well well planned. So we got about 11,000 there. It felt like 40,000 when those two horses came down the straight. And let's hope they're both back there again. Tommy Berry still says it's one of the best receptions he's ever got coming yeah, he back. He does, to yeah. He said that's the one. And even though it wasn't a full house, he says that's the reception he, he, he remembers most. Yeah. Mm. Well, he, and he, I think, was responsible for getting that crowd going. Mm. And then Nature Strip followed it on. Later in the day, he, he got the, the true hero's welcome when he came back to scale. Let's go and have a look at this filly, uh, Opal Ridge. She ran in the Silver Shadow, and then Luke Pepper, who now resides in Scone, made the decision to go an easier option of a highway. And look at her lift. Yeah, smart decision, clever ride. Um, like she's never been re really ridden right on top of the speed here. And, um, always in control, although she gets, you know, the, the, the leader shows a great fight here for a, a horse having his first try at 1,200 metres, but as it turns out, he may have got the best of the bias considering circumstances. I don't know, this participator, I thought, oh, he's a miss, there's something he's bled or there's something wrong, the thumps or whatever. Uh, but it was just, he just didn't put in on that wet track. The, the vet said he was okay, so... I, we're going to have another look at him, but it has to be on a dry track, I'd suggest he's... Um, look where he is. Yeah, he, he, he just stops and pulls him up there. I thought, oh, hopefully he's all right, but nothing wrong with him. Filire improved out of sight too. Yes. Manners were better behind the barriers. And okay, we'll keep an eye there as well. Yeah. Uh, Luke Pepper and James McDonald. She's never let us down. She's, uh, you know, she just tries, but look, she travelled up and I thought, oh, she's going super, but I think she just will spun a bit and a little bit new. She's only lightly raced and uh, she got the job done and obviously a great ride by J-Mac. He comes in handy, doesn't he? Yeah, big help. It was, um, when, when we were able to book him for this race, it really made the decision easy to run her in it. Look, she's definitely put her hand up for a Kosciuszko. Um, I guess she profiles like just me and uh, three off filly on the up and um, I think that's probably where we'll target. She's a three off, three off filly against those older horses and it just shows how good she is because she had to really knuckle down late and she did a really good job. So um, I, I don't think she was... Look, she gets through the heavy conditions and it raced genuinely a heavy track. It was really a hard work for them, so um, she had to be very tough. Gee, this is shaping up as some race. Isn't it? The country horses are now very well known. Very well known. 
Well, the next game is who's they going to pick? Yep. Well, you'd think any every horse on that page will be picked. Every horse on that page will be picked. Well, you never know who draws these. A lot of, a lot of um, syndicates with, involved with horses are buying tickets now, and yep. someone with a Class 1 horse might draw a ticket. And they put their own horse in. They put their own horse in. Yeah. That's what they're entitled to do. And that's Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, midnight, ticket sales are completed, and then Friday is the draw. I think it's Friday morning. More details to come. And then over the weekend, that's when the wheeling and dealing will be done. Danny Williams, he's hoping to get uh, Prince Nakoni into the race. Danny Williams, do you think Prince Nakoni has done enough to garner some interest for the Kosciuszko with that tough run today? Well, look, you know, he's got the speed, he's got uh, the right sort of um, tactics in a race to hold a position and be competitive in a race like that. He's not a horse that really uh, revels in the heavy tracks. We came here quite confident the horse could win and, you know, I, I'm sure he would have put three lengths on him if, if he'd have been on top of the ground and he's going really well. We just rode him incorrectly his last start, but I, I've always thought that he was a you know, a, a, a Kosciuszko type of horse, and uh, if uh, if people are interested in him, he's the, he's the right style of horse, low on the weights, and a very up-and-coming horse. Talk him up, Danny. You've got to talk him up. Well, <laughs> he did a good job there. Yep. All the best. Uh, Navajo Peak. Let's go back to race number two. This was the 1800 metre race. The, the track was uh, downgraded after the first to a heavy nine, retrospective to race one. So we're, we're on a heavy nine, heavy ten all day. Mike Rayner in front, Navajo Peak overhauls Mike Rayner. Yeah, he does my head in this, David Payne. <laughs> <laughs> what a training performance. How could you back a horse on a, a bog track, 1300 to 1800? And. Um, yeah, look, terrific training performance. I don't know. Uh, uh, he he was good. He'll probably. Well, he's, I think he says he's going to put him out now. What about poor old Mike Rayner? He's run 13 seconds. 13 seconds. That's unbelievable. Essential Sky uh, got the best of the running, making ground along the inside. Dick Whittington loomed in the wrong part of the track and knocked up. It's uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing my head in these midways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the need, midways in general are doing You're due for a long Sunday lunch, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Here's uh, Sneaky Page. Watch Sneaky Page put them away very, very quickly here. Tyler Schiller on board for Mark Newnham. Yeah, well, I look, she's a real trier, um, which she's, she's put a few wins, um, won a few races this preparation. I think it's the third win this prep. So, I, yeah, a real trying sort of a filly who did a really good job. So. Well done to Chantel too. She found Sneaky Page out of the yard at $14. Yeah, my word. She's doing a good job, uh, Shani. She's on fire. Yeah. And she's going to go right through the carnival as well. When Even when Corey comes back, we've got to keep her on. Yeah, she, is on, she has had a really good month, that's for sure. And she's got a right, and she knows these horses now. So yeah. Once you, you you need a few That's weeks. What you need a few. Yeah. You need the time to get to know them. If you haven't seen these horses for six weeks, it takes you another yeah. month. To get and them even up, the weeks it? when I covered for her when she was away, she was texting me saying, "How did this one look? How did, you know, she's so you invested." Keep on top of it, even yeah, when you're yeah. not there. Exactly. So yeah. how's Brown going to go? He's had seven weeks on the <laughs> Chiquitera. <laughs> What's he going to do? How's he going to know these horses? How dare he have a longer holiday than me? I can't believe it. He might not come back. He loves a holiday. <laughs> I don't think he likes work. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, another staying win for Mar Eustace Cadre du Noir. Uh, Cadre du Noir, a month between runs, but a trial in between at Hawkesbury. Gets the job done again here for Mar and Eustace, and Brenton Avdala went on, replacing McDonald. 
I don't know. How, how good is he? I don't know. I think he's good. Yeah, he might be. Mm. He might be. He showed he's adaptable going forward, um, had the best of the bias, but he bolted in, didn't he? And Warfronts aren't meant to enjoy tracks like that, so whether he's he was up, better uh, on an improved Up a few levels there in, in grade and obviously dropped in weight, but he's a, he's a carefully handled seven-year-old. That's only his 15th start. And, yeah, you've got to be interested in him. Um, no doubt about it. It was a one-act affair, although the pattern was in his favour and yeah. the race was run to suit. So, um, yeah, I, I think he adds a lot of interest going forward at his next run. What do you say? Yeah, any more? Not really. No. Not really. Let's go back uh, now to race nine, get to the end of the program here, and uh, Hell I Am winning here for John O'Shea and Willie Pike. Well, there was another one up in class, but now he's a three-year-old. He's won three of his past four. So, yeah, he's done a really good job for connections. How good he is, I don't know, because uh, it's just so hard to read these horses that got the favours. Pioneer River was a tough effort with weight, and the disappointment was Silent Impact here. Um, so the jury's out on him and Ida. She usually improves with a couple of runs up to her under her belt, so it's an encouraging first up run. I thought War Eternal ran a nice race as well. Yeah, he's he needs a nice... to get out over a trip. Yeah, he or wants further. Watch further out of it. Mm. And then the last, well, Bjorn Baker in, a, in an interview earlier in the day uh, couldn't give us a, a push for Kiss the Bride. I think this came home unfancied by the stable. Well, that's obvious. Um, he tried really well, uh, but Bjorn just uh, was, yeah, I think it was a shock to him. But the blinkers back on certainly uh, did the trick here. He would have been, look, he got held up, so he lost momentum here. So. Was a, was, he kept his cool there, Gibbons, and you know, obviously the Wicklow supporters would uh, say he was unlucky, he lost momentum as well, but he was ridden to the best part of the track, so no issue at all uh, with the ride. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of unlucky runners there, Elsie Owen. Yeah, he was the run of the race. You, you liked him. So yeah. everyone likes it. Like, he was wide no cover the whole mm. way, Elsie there, so I thought he was good. And what about Yaletown? He's run fourth there. Yeah. He was first he, up uh, 500 yeah. days. Brave. I, said, I thought he was brave. And Opacity came widest and hit the line strongly as well. Very so. good. I don't know. And, and, and while... Uh, champ, uh, well, chap wandered late, may have yeah. cost him the race as well. There's so many yeah. angles there that whatever you're on, you think's unlucky. Yeah. Yep. But the winner was, you know, he had his, pro his own problems. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll be looking towards next week's races at Rosehill Gardens. Next Saturday at Rose Hill, run to the Rose for the three-year-olds, the most important lead-up to the Golden Rose. And we've also got the Theo Marks and the Scirocco. Now let's uh, start with Annabelle Neesham and her runners going to Saturday. She's with Greg Pritchard. Annabelle Neesham, you've got two going to the run to the Rose next week and they performed so well last start in the San Domenico Sweet Ride and Swiss Exile. Yeah, um, both very nice colts, obviously um, well uh, well performed last weekend. Um, probably sweet ride, a bit of a surprise to the, to the punters that he got up and won. But he's a really tough, honest horse. I think he's always a little bit overlooked. Um, but yeah, obviously up to the 1200 now. He's rock hard fit, um, and we know he loves Rose Hill. You mentioned the odds. Sweet ride was $31. Swix Exile was $15. 
I'm tipping you'd expect an adjustment next time round. Oh yeah, possibly. I mean, Swiss Exiles run was really good though. He was first up. He was up on a hot, hot speed, um, and he still really toughed it out. And sort of even beyond the line, he picked up the bridle again. So um, I was delighted with his performance. And, and you're only going to see a better um, performance, I think, second up. There was a big run in that Buenos Nachos, and here is Matt Smith talking about it. Matt Smith, you've got Buenos Nachos nominated next Saturday in the run to the road. How is the horse? He's in great shape. No, he's come through his last run in good order. Um, yeah, we, we, we're a little bit worried about him. He copped a bit of interference in that uh, in his last run, but uh, he pulled up good, and uh, his work was good this morning, so he'll run next Saturday. And that was sixth in the San Domenico. It's only a lightly raced horse. I guess you'll think he'll get better. For sure. He's got to learn what it's all about. Um, He's still a bit new and a bit green, but he's certainly got the motor and uh, hopefully we can draw a better gate. All right, now here's an update with Chris Lees and his runners. Chris Lees, you've got flag of honour going to the Ming Dynasty. How is the horse? He's a really nice horse. He's um, resuming off a, just a light let up after two nice wins. Um, big jumping grade for him, but we fairly he's a horse who's progressive and deserves his chance to that grade. You've got Rustic Steel winning a trial last week at Gosford. Last two starts at won the Coast and the Scone Cup. What do you do with him? Yeah, he's come back in good order. He'll resume in the Thermarks next Saturday. Uh, his target race is the Big Dance, and we haven't fully set out, um, decided on the path we'll take, but he'll resume Saturday. All right, and our leading trainer, Chris Waller, and an update on what he is sending to Rose Hill next Saturday. Chris Waller, multiple representation in the features, of course, next Saturday, including in the Theo Marks with Atishu, Kiku, Shakiro, Tycoonist. Yeah, all horses are well, um, fresh up and sort of ready to go, hoping for a bit of dry weather. Um, yeah, Tissue and Kiku have come through Queensland, through the stable up there, and have come back well. Uh, Tycoonist, he goes well fresh. Uh, Shakiro, um, just hoping for some better tracks this, this spring, with it? Included in the Shiraco Espiona and Written Beauty. Espiona with one trial, not raced since the Group 3 win in April, but I'm sure one of the horses you're looking for a lot from this spring. Yeah, she's come back really well, and um, last week she's just thrived. So she's um, ready to go, and and Written Beauty, she's, she found form in the winter in Queensland, which was good. She's racing a bit more relaxed now. So it be a nice race for both of them. The Ming Dynasty multiples again, Grace's Secret and Conqueror among them? Yep, uh, Conqueror, he's been back to the barriers at home and done a bit of work there and uh, I think he's having a trial Tuesday morning. Grace's Secret, she was a good run first up, she'll appreciate it a bit further and yeah, it's a good stepping stone, sort of a second tier race for some of the horses to try and put their hands up and take on the bigger ones uh, further into the spring. You mentioned those Tuesday trials, Zoo Gotcha will go around as well? Yep, yeah, we purposely missed today, just thinking that she didn't really need another tough run to go into the T-Rose, which is the plan, so yeah, quite dry Tuesday and then into the T-Rose, two weeks. And finally, Nature Strip, we've got to just check on the well-being of the horse who looks just push-button at the moment. Going to have to try and beat that Eduardo, he was flying, it was good to see him back, uh, which was great, and... Um, yeah, as nature strips ready to go. I'm, I'm actually pleased we missed the run on Saturday. To so it was a pretty tricky track, and he gets through those conditions okay. But I think he's much better on a better surface. So might have pulled the right rein there, and um, was really happy with his trial at Canterbury. It's come through it well, and he'll be ready to take on Eduardo in the shorts. Eduardo and Lost and Running and Marzu and Classic Legend. Hopefully they're all there.
It's going to be a decent semi-final, isn't it? Yes, that's the shorts, which will be two weeks into the Premier, which is two weeks into the Everest. Uh, Rose Hill next, and then back to Randwick for George Main Stakes Day. Big day. But, unfortunately, rain forecast. Yes, it looks like... Uh, I don't know if, if um, Rose Hill's had as much as Randwick, but it, it looks like... It's going to top off all, up all week, but yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll monitor. And that is what it's doing. It's it's so saturated. It is just topping it up all the time. Every Particularly time on the coast, it yes. seems to just take us there at Randwick every yeah. time. It's nothing though. Every time I got to the barriers, it rained, and then it would leave as oh, soon we'll as I left the barriers. <laughs> you can stay in the bunker. <laughs> Maybe I'm the home. That is oh. it. Enjoy Father's Day, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next Sunday. Uh, plenty happening this week on Sky Thoroughbred Central.